Welcome to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into decoms. I'm Lizzie, a girl who does own a sword. And I'm Hannah, a birthday girl. And this week, we are analyzing Avalon High. It's the first official movie-related episode of the Slumber Party Podcast. Thank I you. know. Welcome, everyone. Also, I'd like to say before we begin, welcome to my birthday party. Welcome you- to Hannah's birthday party. Mm-hmm. When you're listening uh, to this... Yeah, not as we're recording, but as you're listening to this on Tuesday, September 7th, it's my birthday, so please text me and validate me on my special day. Please give her birthday wishes on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have a picture of Hannah to post, please post another... Vaguely blonde Vaguely girl. blonde girl. <laughs> or you can take something and Photoshop it. And Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be delightful. I'll repost my faves. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for coming back. If you listened to last week's podcast, thank you all so much for your kind words about, about last week's episode. It was so nice. Um, obviously, that one came to you a little later than anticipated because... Mm-hmm. We are not technical wizards. We are not technical wizards yet. I have faith. We'll get there. Hi, all. So this is a little note from Editing Lizzie, um, who unfortunately is here to let you all know that we are still not technical wizards. Um, Also, I am fixing this outside, which is why you may be able to hear the odd car or potentially yelling cyclist. Um, But yes, please feel free to still validate Hannah and congratulate her on her existence even though this is going up again later than anticipated also our apologies on that front it's completely unintentional but we drastically uh underestimated the amount of time that it was going to take for these massive audio files to convert the way we needed them to so now we know this is a learning process and frankly i don't think the podcast would be as genuine to either Hannah or I um, if we did a particularly good job at it the first time around. So, there you go. Back to the show. Um, so, that went up right in the nick of time before... Mm-hmm. It was almost Wednesday. Almost Wednesday, but I told you it would be coming out on Tuesday, so we made it happen. Mm-hmm. And so, all day Wednesday, it was so nice to see everyone posting on Instagram that they were listening to the podcast and we got some lovely texts and comments about our first episode which was so nice that one was kind of just silly and put together um we did have a couple of requests for content to include or leave out um we have some haters already uh, (laughs) we anticipated as much Mm -hmm. do you want to shout out maybe one or two of our favorite reviews so far Those of you who listened to last week's episode will know that Hannah and I had both had some, uh, we were a little bit worried about listening to our own voices. Yeah. And my, one of my very best friends in the whole wide world, my best friend from high school, Julia, but she was so kind and she said that it was super, super funny. And she said that we both have perfect podcast voices which is the ultimate compliment. Thank so thank you. Such an Jill. unanticipated. <laughs> thanks, Jill. Um, such an unanticipated compliment to receive. That was so mm-hmm. kind. And then Hannah and I's mutual friend and my former roommate, um, Lauren, whom I love with all of my heart, um, said, let me pull it up because this was truly... Yeah, we love, but now we have beef. And an unnecessary hate comment, but I can see where it comes from. Um, She said, I'm listening to your podcast right now, and I super missed your laugh, but if I hear one more description of your astrology signs, I'm going to have to quit. Yeah, so Um, now we have beef, Lauren. It's all right, but it's beef with love. Um, So if you want to perhaps be featured in an upcoming episode send us some nice or mean comments or you can review the podcast on definitely apple i don't know if spotify has a review feature but if you 
sorry. Oh, but if, if you let us know anything about it, we might feature you. We might roast you. Yes, we can see your comments on Instagram, obviously. Um, oh, yeah, on Instagram as well. If you go on to the Anchor website link, which is in the bio of our Instagram account, um, there's a way for you to just message us directly on there, which is awesome. Oh, perfect. So that's great. So, of course, we are proper scientists. We're proper Disney Channel scientists. So when we analyze these films, um, we're going to take a look at not only the subjective side, but we're going to look at some objective history. (laughs) Some of you have probably never watched Avalon High. And well, I don't understand. I can forgive you. Why don't we kick it off? And we're going to start with a a 30-second summary, if you will, from Lizzie Hobbs. One of Every week, one of us is going to give a 30-second summary, and then other person will read the official synopsis and see yeah. approximately how close we get. There you go. All right. Would you like to count me in? Yep. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay. So there's this girl named Allie. She moves to a new town. Both of her parents are professors. They move around a lot. Um, she's very excited because they get to stay here for like more than a few months so she gets to graduate there she likes to run which is suspicious while she's out running she meets a cute boy she's like oh cute boy at water fountain and then she runs away because he's attractive which again i relate to um she goes to her first day of school at this place called avalon high sees cute boy realizes he's the quarterback of the football team because of course he is he's dating this girl named gwen he has a best friend named lance they really were not subtle at all about this her parents are professors of medieval literature so she like knows a lot about king arthur and whatever or she's supposed to um they find out about through this research paper that they're doing um that king arthur is supposed to like be reincarnated in someone and she's like oh my god what if it's someone at my high school because that's a logical thing to think um there's a guy named miles who sees the future there's a professor who is, or a teacher who's supposed to help them. I think I'm running out of time now. Um, and that's, that's my synopsis. Okay. We went for like a one minute, 11 second summary. Oh. Hm. Um, I figured 30 seconds was a little too short. So I went for one minute. Um, but you did a decent job. You laid the groundwork for us. So thank you, Lizzie. I, you know, I wanted to put my own commentary in there. <laughs> I yeah. thought that, um, yeah helpful you Um, leaned into the subjective but that's okay oh yeah whoops it's okay um I have the official IMDB synopsis here and just so you know I've read this already um I have it and there's one thing in here that you are gonna love and all of the listeners of our first episode are gonna are gonna remember um it's gonna be a callback anyway so the official synopsis of Avalon High Mm -hmm. 2000 Okay, the official synopsis of Avalon High, 2010. Allie Pennington, the daughter of two Knights of the Roundtable scholars, begins classes at Avalon High where she slowly discovers herself involved in the prophecy of King Arthur's reincarnation. Her being there is no accident. The Order of the Bear, an ancient secret society awaiting Arthur's return, may be at hand, and Allie's own parents, if not members of the Order, are at least Order wannabes. Allie becomes quickly linked to two classmates, Will, the school's revered pretty boy quarterback, whose girlfriend is having relations on the side with his best friend and whose dark brooding stepbrother lurks about, is the most obvious Arthur candidate. Miles, the observant and witty school geek, suffers psychic flashes that always prove true and may be the reincarnation of Merlin. As the Arthur prophecy seems to indeed be unfolding before her, Allie finds herself in the protectorate role, guarding Will against the forces of Mordred, who are out to destroy Arthur at his every appearance down the centuries and whose destruction would plunge the world into another dark age. Wow. So we love a secret society clearly at the Slumber Party Pod. I want to be in a secret society so bad. If anyone has any recommendations for not racist or sexist secret societies I can join, Mm -hmm. let me know. Fine, maybe IMDb did a better job than I did. It's okay, you're an amateur. We'll do better next time. Additionally, Avalon High has a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, Hmm. which, um, well, to be fair, has no critic score. (laughs) Has a 53% audience rating, which from my extensive research of one article is almost good because like 60% is considered pretty good. Well, that's good. And as yeah. you know, like, 
I will say that like I think the highest rated audience one is a uh, Paddington Bear, which by all by all accounts is a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that one has a hundred percent score. So how could we expect them? Hi, Lizzie again. I just wanted to let you know, Hannah doesn't know that I'm putting this in, but if I receive simply one single request from one of you to do this, I will do like a 15-20 minute mini-sode on why Paddington Bear is the perfect film. Thank you! Who directed this movie? Let's We're going to do a little bit of a dive into the directors and that's a good question that i need to pull up so just for actors we'll start off with the kind of obvious one for people who were consuming disney channel content around this time yeah. Greg sulkin who plays yes. will wagner a mm-hmm. lot of people know from wizards of waverly place yes of, of wizards of waverly place fame played mason the werewolf greg sulkin also ex-boyfriend of bella thorne Oh my gosh, that's right. Oh, interesting that he and Bella Thorne got together. And this is where they're at um, and where she's at. And yeah. then, like, her co-star Zendaya is now dating Tom Holland. Oh, I wish. Although interestingly, Tom Holland in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Greg Sulkin also in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is he? he was in one of the Marvel shows called Runaways, which I did not watch. Um, oh. But I, and I did not necessarily hear anything good about either. Also starring, of course, in the role of Allie, Britt Robertson, who is not not as famous as Greg Sulkin, perhaps, but she has been in a few things. She was in um, the Disney movie feature film Tomorrowland. Yes, wasn't she also in that one with Asa Butterfield? When he's like the boy from space, perhaps yes, she was. Um, yeah, she's not. I think Avalon High is the only thing I've ever seen her in, but she has acted quite a bit. Yes. Oh, she was the longest ride, the Nicholas Sparks movie. Oh, leaving as I go. Yes, she was, and I think I remember that being like when did I saw Avalon- that in theaters. Avalon High came out in twenty ten. I want to. Yeah. Say. So that mm-hmm. came out in 2010, Longest Ride came out, like, five years later. Yeah. And I remember, like, Avalon High was the only thing I had any reference to her being. And then it's her and, oh, my God, what is his name? The Clint, Longest Ride? Clint Eastwood. Oh. Scott, maybe? Um, mm-hmm. Yes, they're in that together, and it's, like, kind of, kind of spicy. And they're doing like spicy cowboy things <laughs> in the trailer. And so I remember I was like, that's really weird. She's like a teenager. And I'm pretty sure she was like in her Not. Late, like in her late 20s when they filmed mm-hmm. that. So, She's nine years older than us. So yeah. Yeah. So that's fine. Um directed by Stuart Gillard, who I doesn't ring a bell to me. If it's not Kenny Ortega, I don't really care. But he did a fine job. Stuart Gillard. Well, what did, what else has he directed? That's a good question. Also, while I look this up, um, based upon the novel by famed Meg Cabot. Meg Cabot of Princess Diaries fame. Princess yes. Diaries, of course, not being a Disney Channel original movie, however, is so beloved that we have discussed doing a special episode on Princess Diaries. Maybe if we like hit a fun milestone, we'll do that. Yeah, we might do a little book club moment. Yes, yeah. Um, um, Stuart Gillard has directed a handful of DCOMs, so we'll probably see him again in the future. Oh, and he directed a few episodes of Jane the Virgin, some of Rain, some 90210. But yeah, he's done some One Tree Hill, yeah. but he's done at least, hold on, let's see. Oh my gosh, did you watch One Tree Hill? No. I love One Tree Hill. And fortunately for us, there are... Well, fortunately for me, I'm going to get to talk about One Tree Hill at a couple of the moments because there are some One Tree Hill people who are also in several Disney Channel original movies, which is great. Um, um, Stuart Gillard has directed at least seven DCOMs, actually. So we'll definitely be seeing wow. him in the future, I'm sure. 
Oh, and so he's an unknown legend, I guess. We'll we'll be seeing more of him later. There's some, I don't want to spoil anything, but there are some legendary VCOMs on this list. Oh, yeah, there are. Yeah, oh. so we'll be seeing him later. I like that we're saying this like people literally can't just go Google. Yeah, so did you read that Meg Cabot book? I did not. Have you? Yes. So I, Ooh. this is kind of getting into subjective history. No, it's okay. Go for it. So I read this book when I was in middle school, I think right before. Um, it came out on November 12th, 2010. Right, so November 12th, 2010 would have been fall of my sixth grade year. Yes. And I read it, I think like the summer before that, and then found out that they were making this movie about it. And I lost my mind. I was so excited. Um, I really loved Meg Cabot's books growing up. Um, and I think I read like most of the Princess Diaries books, but there's like a bajillion of them. So I don't mm-hmm. think I read all of them. Um, but reading about like a girl who like moved schools a lot as a girl who moved schools a lot, I was like, oh my God, representation is so, <laughs> <laughs> that's so exciting, um, which is really Although I have to say, and this is kind of going into my notes for later, um, but whoever, I don't know if it's Meg Cabot, again, I can't, I didn't read the book, I don't know if it's Meg Cabot or if it's the screenwriter of this film, but whoever it is does not understand tenure. Nope, does not understand tenure. Because her parents are supposedly like esteemed professors, but they move at least every six months, possibly more. So more than once. wondering. This is also, is this a conspiracy theory? Maybe. Is this a fan theory? Definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if, like, because she says her parents moved there, like, on purpose, mm-hmm. because they were trying to figure out, like, who this Arthur reincarnation was. I'm wondering if they made the choice to move around that much. And True. they were so esteemed, like, could kind of get away with it and could get a job. Anyway. Yeah, just on sabbatical, not sabbatical, um, just adjuncts everywhere they go. Yeah. But adjuncts for the last 16 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole lot. There's a whole lot going on there. Um yeah, so did you watch this when it came out? I did. I don't remember if I watched it when it was like came out, like directly fall of 2010. However, I do recall watching it as a child with my sister. So um in its when it was new. Yeah. But I also have watched it probably at least once a year since then. Avalon <laughs> High is, is, is a fave of mine. That's so funny. Oh. Which, as I watched it this weekend, I was kind of like, ooh. And I was like, you know, trying to be critical of it. You I was like, why do I love this film so much? <laughs> is this, that's another question I have about this movie. Is Where is it set? Is it set vaguely in the Northeast? Okay, so Hannah, that's a wonderful question. And that gets into my notes for later because... Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that people have watched this so they'll have some semblance of what, but there are several scenes where, like running scenes, because she runs mm-hmm. a lot in this mm-hmm. Allie's a runner, a track star. So it's like fall colors. Mm-hmm. She is wearing, this is the beginning of the school year. Mm-hmm. It's September. It's the beginning of the school year. It is cold enough where she is for her to be running in a zip up hoodie and sweatpants and a like a fleece hat Mm -hmm. but then you look down this street and is bright sunshiny and palm trees palm trees oh I didn't even notice those people wearing shorts and tank tops so clearly it was filmed in May so it was definitely filmed in the summer but I want to know, obviously, places where there are palm trees can get cold. I am not completely unaware of how temperature and climate works. However, I think wearing, like, a fleece hat in your zip-up hoodie and your maybe was, yeah. So temperature-wise, maybe Allie just does not know how to dress for the weather. <laughs> she She moves around a lot. Maybe they just came from, like, Canada. I think the reason I originally thought like New Englandy is because I was thinking of like, first of all, the architecture of that high school was ridiculous. It was, <laughs> it was like Harry Potter. <laughs> it was absurd, and I was thinking about like New Englandy like prep 
high schools that kind of look like that or like just like small colleges that we have up here that mm-hmm. have architecture that looks like that I don't know I'm not sure where it was supposed to be people were dressing all over the place in terms of what they were dressing for the weather is so they didn't really give us any any assistance with this and then also like their houses because will's family is in like a townhouse with like a crazy backyard but also they're supposed to be super rich which is something that they talk a ton about in the book and don't talk about in the movie but his family's supposed to be like richy rich rich true which you can kind of see there's a scene where there's a party hosted at his house after a football game which one of my notes was did parties like this actually happen in high school like it was a large party where everyone from the school was invited there was food prepared like catered um and it was a nice it was a nice house people sneaking upstairs to canoodle i think right now we've essentially just transitioned into our thoughts on this oh yes um, I was going to ask, though, because you asked me when did I first see it, but there's someone who's not here, but we are going to hear from, who watched this movie for the first time this weekend. Lizzie, do you want to transition us into our next segment, Thoughts from an Actual Child? Yes, I do. So my sister Maggie has actually seen like half of Avalon High before. So we watched it together this weekend. And she has written us a brief review. I have read this review. Hannah has not. No. But this is her take on Avalon High. I like this movie because the plot isn't super obvious. Also, Miles is not straight. I don't know what he is, but he isn't straight. My only problem is Allie should have had a more defined personality because then she would have realized that Mr. Moore was the bad guy all along. Oh my god. Maggie's hot takes are all correct. So that (laughs) was a delight. I thought she was going to touch on totally different stuff than that yeah you you told me that she was roasting it I she okay I think she was mostly roasting me (laughs) um which is fine yes so Hannah and I both took copious amounts of notes watching pages and pages um my very first thing was the dream sequence at the very beginning Mm -hmm. she so this is like a recurring thing Allie is like having these like essentially she's having visions but not really where she's like superimposing like Arthurian legend into her day-to-day but she's having this dream about like knights fighting on the beach and which then turns out to just be a clip from the final battle of the movie yeah yeah that's another thing I would say one of my notes is that unless this is your very first time watching the movie and even then probably um the foreshadowing is all so obvious obvious. let me tell you the two in the love triangle two of the characters are named Lance and Jen yeah after we've already talked about Lance a lot and Guinevere and you're like "Hmm." and then in case it wasn't hitting you on the head hard enough once Allie discovers that Lance and Jen are having an affair behind Will's back, Jen says, it's just like Camelot. <laughs> It'll ruin him. We can't tell him yet. And then I was thinking, I was like, can I think of any high schooler ever who would compare like their high school relationship to something they were like learning about in their class Mm -hmm. and then I remembered that Romeo and Juliet exist and I said no they absolutely would. That's another um question I have which this might expose me as an idiot but one are these King Arthur they're legends correct? Yeah. So why are they learning about this as their first unit of the year in their European history class? This isn't like literature class. This is European history with Mr. Moore. I was wondering about that as well. Like, we're not starting with the Romans. Nope. And, like, this goes on from the beginning of their school year. 
to until like the homecoming game or something to the end almost the end of the football season yeah the whole thing is them trying to get to states mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a few months probably months of that yeah I don't know especially because he says the textbook they're using for the class is written by Allie's parents who are literature professors but if this is a history class in a high school so, yeah which again not there's spoilers are they really spoilers if it came out in 2010 no. um professor moore mr moore mm-hmm. is um a bad guy he ends up being so, professor moore is red yeah man. um so clearly he's you know he's teaching this on purpose because he's obsessed with it he has been for centuries says ali yeah but still you'd think you would you know lay some groundwork a little yeah i was also confused like in what school district this also this is a genuine question but also me being Mm -hmm. it was very confusing to me that she was trying out for track and field in the fall because like yeah track and field is in the spring track is in the spring cross country is in the fall yes that's how it was in my school district too but she's a sprinter yeah, I can't think of anywhere that track and football season would coincide. No. And it's not like it was like off-season workouts. Like she was trying out for varsity. Yeah. And she makes it, which by the way, again, this is another point. And Lizzie and I have talked about this before. When she runs in the track tryouts. Oh my God. She runs without a sports bra. She runs wearing a strapless bra. Ladies, consider this. A little tiny, like, Old Navy camisole. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sweatpants, no bra straps at all. It's, but I'm thinking she runs for fun because she has, she's made it very apparent that there's no point in her trying out for the track team because she always moves and she wouldn't be able to finish the season, which Mm -hmm. she says she moves every six months. Track is not a six-month-long sport. No. But okay. Um, so I'm like, maybe she has never run competitively. Yeah, maybe it's only for fun. But still then, like... But in that case, why does she have spikes? Like, why does yeah. she have, like... Um, yeah. Why does she beat the school record at tryouts? Really, I think the costuming department just did her dirty. Mm-hmm. That's really... You know who the costuming department didn't do dirty? was Will Wagner's jersey number is seven, which is my favorite number and also the day that this episode's coming out. Yes, it is. There you go. That's not what I thought you were talking about. There is some great, some great and ridiculous costumes. Although I will say I did make several notes. There's some excellent jackets in the episode. There are actually. Good jackets. And also, so this is um, a personal theory that I have. So we see... In the movie, Allie wears a black leather jacket a couple mm-hmm. of times. And I have a theory when it comes to fictional characters, real life people. Okay, so my theory here is that in any good functioning duo, whether it be a romantic couple, a friendship, um, podcasting partners, podcasting partner, one of the people in the duo is a black leather jacket person and the other person is a brown leather jacket person and I was like that totally makes sense Uh, that totally makes sense to me it there are fictional characters you will start to notice it now I have friends who are in functioning and healthy romantic relationships who I have explained this to and they're like oh my gosh you're totally right like I have a brown leather jacket and my partner wears a black leather jacket and it's totally totally matches your personality so like I know I'm a brown leather jacket person I know I'm a brown leather jacket person mm-hmm. we see Allie wearing a black leather jacket and we know because of Will Wagner being the way he is yeah he's a brown leather jacket person but you already know his girlfriend Jen is also definitely a brown leather jacket person yeah oh, so that- that's another I was going to say, all the chemistry in this movie is a little bit odd. Yeah. Um, That's one of my notes is that it's hard to tell if Will and Allie 
have friend chemistry or romantic chemistry. They play romantic love. They play love interests. Um, but the chemistry is odd, and it's hard to tell if it's just Allie not being the best actress and also Greg Sulkin putting on an American accent. Oh, Lord, save us. Because Greg Sulkin, as we all know, is a Brit. Um, but he plays an American, all-American quarterback, which another question, why does the lead of a Disney Channel movie always have to be the quarterback? I don't know, but I know that that like certainly gave me some sort of complex growing up. <laughs> we had a Will Wagner at my high school, um, and I don't know if he's ever amounted to anything. We did not really have a Will Wagner, but I desperately wanted us to. We had like the quarterback um, on student government, teacher's pet favorite, had the older brothers. I'm not going to say his name, even though it, he doesn't know who I am, but I've never heard of, I haven't heard of him since. No. Um, and then another, that another question that leads me to is if this is vaguely set in New England, which I'm un- operating under the assumption that it does. Um, no way Mr. Will Wagner, a skinnyish white boy from New England, is getting a football scholarship that's paying for his full ride to college. Unless he's, like, only what, like, D1 schools can do that, maybe? I have no idea. Again, I have no sports knowledge, but under, like, this man's not going to Bama. No. On a quarterback scholarship. He's, like, 5'10 and vaguely skinny and British. <laughs> Well, I was actually wondering about the British thing. And I'm wondering if, I was like, God, why didn't they just have him use his freaking- Be British. People can- I know, well- And they're a Well, because then, because then the plot of him, his dream that he wants to be the president of the United States can't work. Because that's another one of my notes is he can't be president, he's British. That's true. I was thinking that would really hit home the King Arthur thing too much. Yeah. But, it would be obvious that he's supposed to be Arthur, which again, another spoiler alert, uh, he's not actually Arthur. There's only one character in this movie whose name starts with A and it's Allie. And we know that they went with the alliteration theme. I don't know if you know this about me, Hannah Turner, but my life, mm-hmm. my entire life, like favorite story growing up was always King Arthur. Like I oh. have read, this is like a super nerd moment for me. The King Arthur like movie adaptations it's just one of those things. You just, you know, keep it, keep it in the repertoire. Whenever a new one comes out, I consume it. However, people do a lot of like book retellings or like modern retellings of King Arthur. And Mm -hmm. if it's like high school or like college age kids, the guy who everyone thinks is King Arthur or who is like supposed to be the Arthur character always has political ambitions. Like always wants to be president of the United States. And there are a couple where he, like, is the president of the United States. It's a whole, it's too much. It doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. Well, we've analyzed Will Wagner as a character a little bit and Greg Sulkin as an actor. Um, but I'm curious to hear, Lizzie, who your favorite character slash actor was. I think we probably have the same one. Well, so this is tricky. But maybe me. not. Would you mind going first? Yes. I don't mind at all. I know. My favorite after this watch, um, though I should have known, is 100% Miles. Miles, um, who is Allie's kind of a teacher's pet best friend. They're besties. I, they're besties. Um, he is definitely one of the strongest actors, I think. Because, I mean, it's a decom. The, the bar is low. Yeah. But also he has some iconic quotes. There's one that I resonated with as a teen. I remember saving it because I identified with it so much. Like I typed it in a Google Doc. That's something about, I always do all my assignments and half the time allotted to prove I'm better than everyone. And I was like, yep, that's me. Um, But also there's a funny one where he goes, it hurts Allie. And Allie just goes, I know. (laughs) But yeah, Miles... Miles um, is the reincarnation of Merlin and is having these visions the whole time that when they happen, it's kind of like Harry Potter when Voldemort goes in his head. Yes. Yeah, like he, he gets in pain, but he, at first he sees Allie as competition because he thinks the teachers like her more, but they become friends and, you know, 
yep. he is like undoubtedly um, the best character, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I asked you all on Instagram, the follow the followers of our Instagram at uh, the Slumber Party Pod, who is the real male lead of Avalon High? Is it Will Wagner? Is it Miles? And I think only like thirty percent of you agreed with me. Really? 36% of you agreed with me that it's Miles. 64% of people said Will. In the pictures that I posted, Miles looks really good. He, I'm surprised. He did. He did have a glow up. So did the actor who plays the evil stepbrother. Yes. I almost posted that. Who is the, I was going to say who's better, Will or Marco? Well, so yeah. So I love Miles. I think he was great. Um, It was also very funny because like, a lot of the conversations that, like, him and Allie had, like, I can distinctly remember having, like, such similar conversations with, like, guys I was friends with in high school. Although, one of the notes that I said, okay, was it just me? There was, like, a lot of seemingly unresolved tension between Allie and the evil stepbrother. When you said that, and then I went and watched it, you are correct. I was like, I don't know if I've been reading too much Enemies to Lovers recently, <laughs> yeah. or what it is, but I was like. They definitely had better chemistry than Allie and Will. Yeah. He was protecting Will all along. I know, and I like so, that he was like, I just had to be really mean to him so that I could try and protect him. But I will say, it seemed like after Allie got there, he was being a little more mean to Will than necessary. I was going to ask, though, do you think, because the whole thing is that the stepbrother, um, Marco, is actually in the Order of the Bear and has been protecting Arthur from Mordred. Does he think that Will is Arthur, or does he know it's Allie, do you think? Well, he tells them that he thought it was Will. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, because when he, like, takes the chain out of his shirt, it's like, my father was in the Order of the Bear. Mm-hmm. He glowed up, too. He did. He did. Good for him. I was trying to get Maggie to run through some hypotheticals of me of if someone in our generation, probably someone famous, was supposed to be the reincarnation of King Arthur, who would it be? And she said, no, I don't want to think about that. And I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried to think about it myself, and I said, never mind. This is too Fair enough. I don't trust any of these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm good. You know, we've, Lizzie and I have talked about that while analyzing these movies, we would talk about the music in them. However, Avalon High is in a musical, although it's not a musical, but there is one song that's heavily featured. Yeah. Almost like it's jarringly. <laughs> um, and it's Battlefield by Jordan Sparks. <laughs> Oh my god. It's like the whole song is played as Allie runs. Yeah. That whole okay, also if you go back and real and watch the scene where she's running, I don't know if you bumped on this either, but there's part where like she's running. First of all, her form is kind of shocking. Oh yeah, everyone has bad running form. She's wearing maybe. the flat, she's wearing the fleece hat, of course. Mm-hmm. Cause it's fall. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to fly off of her head and tumble down the hills. And she finds Will, who's, like, sitting in the woods and thinking. Mm -hmm. But it is very clearly, like, there was, like, a piece of fishing line or something tied to the hat. So they could pull it off and make it look look like it was flying off. But it is so abrupt and so... (laughs) Flies to the side. All I can think of is in RuPaul's Drag Race, when... That happens when people do that to their wigs. Their wig flies. That's all I could think about. I, Allie's hat was found on the surface of Pluto. <laughs> I re- wa- rewound that part of the movie probably three times to rewatch it. It was so like, funny. Oh, jarring. Yeah, and then it flies just perfectly to Will, who catches it. And when she yeah. comes, he gives it to her and they have a heart to heart. Yeah, so I think it's a... So I was thinking about this. So like when you first watched this, when we were like 11, when this came out, right? Did you look at Will Wagner as a character and go like, yes, that is 
Like that's a crush worthy character. I'm sure I did, but I don't know if it was because it was Greg Sulkin. Oh, that's because cool. on Wizards of Waverly Place, he was. So um, it was like definitely. I was like, that is. Yeah, I think so as well. Like, oh, this maybe tallish boy who has mm-hmm. sort of a hero complex. Yeah, I'm into that. He's going to be the president of the United States, the politician, he says. Oh, but watching it, I was like... Vomit face. Vomit emoji is what I have. Like, I can distinctly remember having crushes on boys of this nature, like, around, like, middle school and high school age. And I was like, and frankly, probably far more recently than is advisable. <laughs> but like there's part yeah. where I also again bless him. I don't know if this is just a Greg Sulkin acting thing or what it is, but there's part where she like makes a joke and he goes, "You're making fun of me?" Yeah, he sounds so sad like a kicked so puppy. Serious about it? I'm like, "Holy crap." He's definitely like, "Okay, you know the emoji of the two little eyes where it's kind of pouting going like, hmm. yeah, the puppy dog face." Puppy dog. He's the kind of guy who uses that emoji. Yeah, she said she makes some joke about like, oh, how he's a football player. She's like, oh, you don't sound like a football player. And he goes, you're making fun of me. This whole friend burgers scene, they're running. Uh, he runs into, and Will is like, oh, do you want to run some more? And she's like, oh, I have. Which first of all, they've already run like five miles or something. Miles. Stop, stop normalizing main characters who run for fun. That's, that's yeah. toxic. only villains run only villains run and she's like oh my dad's making burgers like we're gonna have burgers for dinner and then they kind of just stand there and he Mm -hmm. looks at her and she's just like do you want to come over come over for burgers burgers? as a friend burger burger? yeah she's like it would be a date it'd be a friend burger burger. burgers and And the way his accent the way he says burgers he's like burger burgers yeah friend burgers yeah bad and this is immediately after he has hung up the phone after his longtime girlfriend has tried to get in touch with him. So, yes. and so then she, they go to her house with her parents. She shows up mm-hmm. unannounced with a, mm-hmm. with, with a guest. So mm-hmm. rude. And the parents, bless them. Oh, they, they're, they're so funny. They're so funny are talking they're like oh we know who you are like you've made quite you're like such an impressive young man blah, blah, blah. And yeah, then the faculty mom, at the university all talks about you her mom starts reciting poetry about king arthur to him and then her yeah. parents do it like to get yeah they like go back and forth and then like kiss i hate being secondhand embarrassed watching things more than i hate almost anything else yes but it was so ridiculous in this that I could stomach it because I was like, wow, I'm so glad that's not happening to me. Mm-hmm. Then- Allie did have the nerve to look terribly embarrassed. I know. And then I had a moment. The best part of this, though, is when they're sitting down moments before the dad sets the grill on fire. Because- and then they eat salad that is just lettuce. That's what I was just going to say. And instead <laughs> of saying, like, oh, do you want salad? The mom takes massive salad forks. Mm-hmm. in a giant bowl of what I would have just thought was salad and goes would you like some lettuce yeah and so I'm like is this meant to be a salad and we're just really white or it was this like meant to be lettuce going on the burgers that are now burnt right it's there's a whole lot going on I did like that at this like massive football game that her parents go to which leads me to believe it's probably like a small town ish mm-hmm. since parents are going to football games for children that are not theirs so that must be Mm -hmm. like something that like the whole community does yes the dad is reading at the football game and I was like that's incredible Mm -hmm. that's like a headlamp on yeah look at the headlamp it's excellent at the party Allie opens a door to look for the bathroom and she realizes it's Will's bedroom and he's got his like prom king crown on a velvet Mm -hmm. pillow on his bookshelf I'm like nobody who has who worked on this has ever met a teenage boy <laughs> no that is was hilarious to me 
Oh, the at the very end when they like realize that Allie is actually King Arthur, mm-hmm. um, they're in the school's theater, which is like a whole separate building. Which it's, is yeah, it's like a black box but separate. It's crazy. Um, and it looks like a like Tudor, like Shakespearean looking like mm-hmm. Henry the Eighth was there. Yes, yes. Um, which is also inter- interesting since the show that is going on while this is all happening is Julius Caesar. Yeah, because there were swords on set. Right, and I was like... And knives and such. Is this supposed to be, like, an Easter egg? Like, is this supposed to mean something, or is this right? Is this just the first thing you could think of that had swords in it? So they find out that Allie is King Arthur, and Mr. Moore, who has now revealed himself to be the bad guy, Mm -hmm. King Arthur can't be a girl, and at this point, somehow has a British accent. Yeah. He only has a British accent when he's Mordred and then after. Yes. And I, I wrote that down. I wrote, Mr. Morris sexist, sad face. King Arthur can't be a girl, but the part that kills me is that Allie afterwards goes, and yet here we are. <laughs> I wanted to perish. That was too much for my heart and soul to be able to, uh, to be able to handle. A the really- actor who plays Mr. Moore... Um, has been in also a handful of decoms, so we'll probably see him again. Pretty good. Like, yeah. from a, like, if just thinking about, like, the actual acting part of it, like, he's pretty good. He's um, in at least two others, so we'll, we'll see him later, I'm sure. Certainly not great, but... Mm-hmm. Yes. But none of yes. them were, except for Miles. Except for Miles. Yes. And we love, I love Miles, but still, I want Will Wagner to hold my hand. <laughs> and of Censored. course and we get the great kissing on the field yeah and I do like that Miles was like such a good wingman because he saw mm-hmm. in the future and saw that Will was going to come to her he goes Allie lip Allie, gloss, lip gloss. And she's like what <laughs> what and then he ducks the way look nobody runs onto the field of a football game unless you're hoping that someone's going to smooch you that's all I'm saying as do you someone, have personal experience someone who has personally never done it before because oh, okay um so we i was gonna say another facet of this podcast is that we'll be rating these movies yeah so um, we have a five what our five star review is or review yeah lizzie do you want to go first so i'm gonna say this is hard because this is the first movie that we have watched so i don't yeah. have much to compare it to but i'm gonna say for me this is like a I'd say this is like a solid four-star decom for me. Interesting. I was going to say, but when I went into it, I was going to say four stars. After going through and analyzing, I might be more at like three and a half. Well, that's what I was wondering. And I'm it's kind of a middle, it's like a middle of the road decom. I'm wondering how much of this is a nostalgia factor. All of it's nostalgia mm-hmm. factor. Yeah. But. Like, it's certainly one of my favorites. Yeah. So. But. I'm- Amongst the other DCOMs, I'm com- I feel comfortable in my like maybe like a three point like eight ish. Okay, I'm we're on the same page. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that feels good to me. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna be random number generating. What next week's podcast episode is gonna be out? Which movie it is? Hannah has gone through, and so she knows what next week is going to be. I don't know. So she's going to mm-hmm. reveal to us all now what mm-hmm. this week's episode is going to be about. Next week, we are watching 2002's Get a Clue starring Lindsay Lohan. Oh, thank goodness. Yes. That's incredible. I'm so excited about that one. That's the one that I totally forgot existed until we started doing prep work for this podcast. And I'm I- not sure I've ever even fully seen it. So it'll be new to me. Oh, I love a spy moment. Um, but yeah, everyone, get your get your sunglasses out. Get your sunglasses. Uh, put on some fashionable long coats. Yeah, get your Y two Y two K nostalgia ready. Get your flip phone. Also, this is totally. If you are one of those people who has one of those new flip phones that's a touch screen, I don't trust you. And we like folds in every way. It makes me irate. I saw a man with one in public the other day, and I have never seriously considered like destruction of someone else's personal property until that moment. It was just I've only ever seen them in commercials. It was just begging to get smacked out of his hand. I was like, 
I know exactly what type of person you are and you should be ashamed of yourself. So there you go. All right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. Um, Again, you can follow us on Instagram at slumberparty.pod. You can find us on anchor.fm. Um, and our link for that is in the Instagram as well. It's a bunch of numbers and letters and things. So I don't know the exact link. Um, or if you really want to email us, you can email us at theslumberpartypod at gmail.com. Yes. Um, and yeah, feel free to let us know if you want to watch along with us watch get a clue with Lindsay lohan should be available on disney plus um mm-hmm. and yeah let us know your thoughts on it and we will pick some comments and let you know what those and put them in the podcast next this has been the slumber party pod a deep dive into decoms this episode was edited by lizzie and collectively conceived of as a postgrad crisis by lizzie and hannah This podcast has been distributed by Anchor, and we hope you'll join us again next week for a discussion of Get a Clue. Yes, Get a Clue. I almost said, let's clue. (laughs) Let's get a clue. Let's get a clue. Let's get a clue. Let us all get a clue. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to go probably make myself an adult beverage and start editing this. Oh, I love you for that. Um, Happy birthday! Thank you. Have a great day tomorrow. Welcome to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into decoms. I'm Lizzie. Oh, f- <laughs> I forgot to think of what I am. I don't know what I am. <laughs> what am I? I'm Lizzie.